When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Get a little on-court NBA drama tonight between Brooklyn and Boston. Game two happened, what, well, game one was Sunday? Weeks ago. Trying to go back a few days here. Here we are on Wednesday. It's in March, I think. Yeah, finally getting to game two. But there's some drama and some hype behind it because of Kyrie Irving and the Boston fan base and the double bird coming off the fine. It's it's something I'm tuned in for, just to see how Kyrie responds off of game one. And honestly, I think the, the fans respond uh, a bit differently tonight, too. Maybe louder. And I also am curious how you handle it as a broadcast. How much do you show versus not show with this? The highlight reels will show it. I don't but if you're live on ESPN or wherever, is it TNT or ESPN? You're, you're, you know. How do you, you, know? you read my mind. I was just going to see It is part of the played. story. How do you so not you have show to cover it? it? It's very much part of the story. Well, you don't show it if it's a double bird and he's dropping F-bombs. Well, here's how you don't show it. You don't show it if the NBA has power and comes to you and says, don't show it. We know what the NFL would do. Mm-hmm. Well, they would, and all the networks that pay all the money in the NFL would have bowed down yes. and said, nope, yep, you're right. You're right, boss. We will not show it. I don't know if the NBA throws that much weight around with their uh, network partners. By the way, the game have is on. Have you seen the way ESPN covers the NBA? The game is on TNT tonight. Well, I think that, it, that ESPN. Yes. yes, they do. Well, but ESPN's <laughs> doing that also because they have way too many NBA games. They're promoting themselves. So that's why all their shows talk no, I'm NBA. I'm saying any NBA initiative is pushed to the moon by by ESPN. But it's also all I'm saying is it's hard. Like if if uh, Patrick Mahomes is throwing a touchdown pass and putting up his middle finger at the end of the motion, it's very hard to to not have it. If Kyrie Irving is is shooting a three and very quickly making a gesture. That's quite an editing Paul, process. You're, you're missing the point. I'm not talking about live. I'm talking replay. How much oh. are you? How much are you paying attention to yeah, this storyline? Let me tonight? let me be a producer right? right now for TNT and tell you what they absolutely it's should TNT, do. Thank you. Yeah, it's on TNT. What they should do? They should open their broadcast by showing Kyrie Irving walking off the bus and coming through. Oh, if there was any fans around, oh yeah, they should show Kyrie Irving during warmups, interacting with fans or or just shots of Celtics fans booing him. That should be the whole focus the of, the game. of their pregame. Th- that's it. The only way it's not, any good TV producer will do that. The only way it's not is if the NBA came in and said, cool it. We're not trying to provoke something here, so let's make it about the game. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how that you could avoid when he's doing something in-game to not show it, or even a replay, for that matter. It, it would take some next-level authoritarian-type stuff for the NBA to be able to come into TNT and say, "Don't show the the hot." Don't, no, I don't, don't think they. It's not like sh- not showing a streaker, right? I don't, How they go away from someone who goes on the field and they don't even show it. I'm not saying the if NBA something is happens, they're going to show it. To. 
I'm not saying the NBA is telling them not to. In fact, I think it's the opposite. The NBA should love this. Because what where else in a non-NBA market are they discussing this early in the postseason a playoff matchup? But you know, they're uh, not. It's because of Kyrie and the fan base. It's not because of the great game and the one-point finish. We we've seen that multiple times throughout the season. It's the it's the vitriol here. I I don't root for injury. I'm, I'm not no. saying that. I'm, I'm not rooting for bodily harm. But let me give you my dream scenario tonight huh? about the drama <laughs> okay. I want to see. Just short of bodily harm. I want to see. I want to see exactly what I laid out there from TNT. Show everything. I'm going to be recording it. Got a little softball game to coach tonight, but I'll oh, be there recording. will be blood there too. Possibly. <laughs> it may be this guy's blood right here. Maybe coach's blood if the line drive comes up the Show middle. Show your shirt. I've got my uh, blood red, by the way. Yeah, red sock softball oh, shirt. God. Ready to go. <laughs> Cover that up. Uh, Edit that out. My red coach's shirt. Softball. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't wear. I wore the jacket over it to. Not Thank you. At least it says eyes. softball on it. Um, I, I want TNT. To go all in on showing everything for the previous game and then the build-up to tonight, warm-ups, everything else, interaction with fans. I want Kyrie Irving to be going so ham in this game with the crowd and the Nets yeah. to be playing well and him to be doing everything. And I want him to be gesturing to the crowd. I want a Celtics player to get in a physical altercation with Kyrie based on him gesturing the fans. I want a Celtics <laughs> player to defend the honor of Celtics fans and go after Kyrie. If I'm scripting the episode tonight of the movie yeah. I want to see, I want Jason Tatum or anyone in the Celtics to shove Kyrie, get in his face because he's going after Celtics fans. Could be in a timeout, could be during game, whenever. And I want some pushing and shoving. Again, I'm, not, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm not rooting for physical harm, but I'd like a little pushing and shoving to go on and a lot of trash talk. You don't have to do the loving or the fighting. You can yeah. leave that to them. This is what I want to see. I'm just talking about my entertainment value tonight. That's what I want to see. It's Kyrie versus Boston. It's not Brooklyn versus Boston. Right. And by Boston, when I say Kyrie versus Boston, I mean the city. <laughs> no, he doesn't <laughs> yeah, mean I'm the not arena. the team, not the Celtics. <laughs> well, again, it's the what city. I mean, what are Brooklyn fans going to do? Make the Celtics players a latte? <laughs> I mean, what do they do in Brooklyn now? I mean, organic, not, ba- uh, organic everything bagel. Bro- there was a time where Brooklyn was tough. I don't know that Brooklyn's tough anymore. Boston's tough. Welcome back, Cotter. Boston's a tough city. That's the ultimate like lead-in. Is it's Kyrie? It's one man versus one city tonight. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is, this is what great dramas are built upon, conflict. And there is so no much doubt. conflict there with Kyrie and the and city of is, Boston. Uh, you know, I'm, a deeper conversation, wait. we've had this multiple times, uh, where the NBA needs more villains. Sports need more villains nowadays. I mean, guys are swapping jerseys after a game and signing autographs and get to. well wishes instead of uh, you know looking at the scoreboard half the time. Um, this I want more of this, and because we have this so so little now in in the association specifically in the NBA, I you know I'm I'm, I'm bringing it up more often than the, the casual rivalry uh, because this this is more than just Dallas versus Washington in the NFL where you've got a, a hatred there between fan bases right this this is this is something we don't see often in the league and by by this I, we we see we you can find YouTube clips of guys cussing out fans but not to the level that we saw well, and, and 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 with the backup of solid play on the offensive well, end it by reminds Kyrie me Irving. it reminds me things like this remind me that NBA fans care about their teams mm-hmm. because honestly you forget that at times during the regular season that there are passionate NBA fans out there so I see the scene in Boston and think man there are 
there are NBA fans who treat it like, you know, pick the most passionate sport out there. There are fans that are that passionate about their NBA team. There are fans that are that passionate about their Boston Celtics. And more importantly for this series, that passionate about their hatred for one Kyrie Irving. I love that. What, what? This gets me going. It's, it's not just fabricated hatred, too. It's legitimate hatred and legitimate rivalries that will drive a sport forward. Yeah. And I think we're seeing some of that now with the NBA. I was hoping we'd get a little more of that with Trey Young and the Knicks that started a year ago, but that fizzled out. So, And it looks like the Hawks are about to get run out of their series with the Heat. There are no Knicks in the playoffs this year, so no. so we, we have to settle for Kyrie. He was 12 for 20, 6 for 10 from 3, and didn't miss a free throw on nine chances. Uh, well, 18 what are the, in the fourth quarter. What are the chances he's off tonight? That would be a, a make it a lot less fun. Not really. I mean, either way, he's, that oh, guy's I think either talk. way, it's great because His trash then, talk is on. then Boston fans start to believe, man, we are in this guy's head. <laughs> it is on now. We are going to rain down terror from these uh, the upper deck on Kyrie Irving. I mean, I think either way, it's going to be good. How much can he be saying if he's shooting two for eight? Again, it's not just him. It's not. I mean, he's. Yeah. There's a guy yelling profanities at him walking to, in the locker room. If it's, a one way, if it's a one-way street, it's not that fun. Well, I still think it's fun to cut away shots of Kyrie Irving on the bench late in the game in a blowout and Boston fans all over him. I think it's funny I just, the way. I, I, don't think, I don't think it gets to that point, though, Paul. I think, it actually, yeah, I think it'll be a competitive. Yeah, yeah. You know who's not going to allow it to get to that point? Kevin Durant. <laughs> That's going to be the guy who's going to make sure it's going to be close. Oh, he's another guy who will – Jaw. He'll, yeah, he, he'll get back. He'll, he'll snap uh, back. Not only that, but he's got fake uh, Twitter accounts that he jaws with people with. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah, he accidentally yes. got to change accounts from his fake account. Um, they're they're going back and forth in Carolina right now. Let's let's tie in some of the the stadium discussion here in Nashville, which is going through the state legislature today, uh, passing some of the five hundred million dollar bonds um, through the House, and now it's either in the Senate or about to be in the state Senate. Um, in Carolina, they had approved uh, a joint venture between uh, local, uh, public, and private partnership there with Tepper and the Panthers on an $800 million practice facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And in mid-build, like the, you can see the structure on the property that Tepper has purchased. He has stopped construction. They have stopped anything going on on the property because of late payments from the state, or at least that's how I read this, the report, Paul. But if you want to point to um, reasons why owners begin to look around the country for a different location, uh, their partnership or their relationship with local government that, or state government, that's why this ends up happening. It's a $225 million promise uh, of infrastructure costs from the city of Rock Hill, and they have missed a payment, or missed payments, plural, and Tepper is just like, you know what? I'm out. And, and he hasn't just, he didn't, actually he hasn't said anything. I don't think he's talked on it. He just paused construction altogether. This is one of those issues to pay attention to on a practice facility because if you start looking around at you know, how you keep up with the Joneses, we're, we're seeing a... a baseline concrete stadium here in Nashville that's about to be torn down and rebuilt as a dome or at least a stadium with a roof on it and in Charlotte they don't have that great of a stadium experience either and my guess is with a new owner that's recently taken over the team 
down the line, that's another point of contention that will be made. A state politician there said, we thought we were getting a Rooney and we got Dan Snyder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about that. Really insulting about that wow. Tepper. I mean, it just got really ugly between the two sides. I don't know who's right or who's wrong, but I mean, they, they struck a deal and, and the thing was being built. Now, Tepper says they, they basically defaulted on it. They weren't following through on, on their end. Or the Panthers are saying that. Um, but, I mean, this is well beyond shovels in the ground, like you're saying. It's, it's uh, the scaffolding of a building or, or structure of a building in the sky. Um, so the, the one saving grace here is that uh, this is Rock Hill, South Carolina, and not Charlotte, North Carolina, that he's got the bad relations with well, that's, that's right but he that's, is that's fair but he is so so he's dealing with a different set of politicians when it comes to stadium that said he's shown he means business and he's not afraid to to use a wield a heavy club now is he willing to uh you know talk st louis with them i mean the governor of new york talked like uh you know we had a big threat here with buffalo where they could have gone to uh I think she used St. Louis, but she used San Diego. San Diego's not building anybody's stadium. I mean, the Chargers talked to San Diego for 10 years and couldn't get anything done. They're out of the stadium building business in San Diego. So if that's one of the two areas you're going to use as a threat, that's really weak. And she got ripped for using that as, as some kind of threat. She's, she's a Buffalonian, oh. um, and, and so she got a lot of heat for giving them a sweetheart deal because she's, she's from there and the bills mean a lot to her. You can argue whatever side of that you want, but you can't say San Diego's some big threat to take your team because that's run its course. San Diego's come to terms with not having football, not having a football stadium. They're not coming back into play. St. Louis, I think, would. Um, and, and we've talked about other markets that, that might. San Antonio's one of them. Now, I don't know about Portland. Um, you always need the threat of a market. Yeah, a, a real market. And you need it to be real enough that that market's not going to say. I know Nashville, when, when, when Bud Adams first said emissaries here, it, you know, it was a big thing to not be used as a chip. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to just be used as a chip for you to go get your sweetheart deal with Houston. When was the so, last time you guys were in that stadium in Charlotte? Uh, it was 2016 or 17. I was there in 2018 for Tennessee, West Virginia to open the season. It's a very Nissan Stadium. No, yes, exactly. Yeah. Experience. I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking at cities it's, like it's, Nashville it's that fine. are considering it's, where they're headed, Charlotte's got to be doing the same thing. And yeah. and it's 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 a fine stadium, but it's not one that keeps up with anything that the trend where the no, trends are headed and where Tepper seems to be. Tepper's moving their practice facility. He's invested $170 million through his real estate firm uh, on this practice facility, but a part of this agreement in Rock Hill, South Carolina, was $225 million worth of in infrastructure bonds that the Panthers claim have not been paid. And then the city of Rock Hill is saying, we've not, you said they've not defaulted on those payments at all, but it's an $800 million project that now just... It's just bare bones and steel. It's going to be a place you drive by and go like, it's remember when the Panthers were 
thinking about building there. Yeah. And look at uh, that's that's what they got. To. I'd love to see what it becomes. Like I like when I see a Waffle House become. Yeah, it'll a, be ten uh, years. Like a, a what does a cricket, Waffle House become? A Cricket Wireless. Yeah. What? Right. Oh, I've seen that a bunch. Like when you could yeah, tell, you could tell a something. Burger King turned into <laughs> yeah, like a, a wireless ta- store. I'm, I'm, a Taco Bell well, is now a check cashing place. Like, why Cricket right. Wireless smells like a, a pancake yeah. to me. It, it sounds like it's been scattered, smothered in here. No, mm-hmm. at a Cricket Wireless. Charlotte's an interesting no city to me because when I first got here, oh, this was the practice in the late. 90s, <laughs> in the late 90s, uh, you know, I thought Nashville and Charlotte were supposed to be taking off. We were in, in, in Charlotte less than five years ago. I mean, yeah. Charlotte seems to have reached a point where it's kind of stopped. What, decided, a, lovely, what a lovely trampoline park. It decided. <laughs> right? Don't you feel like that, Chad? Charlotte With got Panthers to a certain logos point. Everywhere. <laughs> Charlotte got to a certain point and decided, yeah. this is what we are. This is what we'll be. And Nashville said, put the pedal down and we're not stopping ever, never, ever. Like one of my friends drinking. He's like, I'm never stopping on a big night out. I'm never stopping. No, never stopping. Uh, Nashville's like that. Charlotte decided like, okay, we'll grow to about this big and we'll stop. Well, I don't know that you just decide to stop or it's made, the decision's made for you. No, I think there's some governmental Maybe, but I also think like that controlling growth. If you have enough business that wants to be that there. wants to be there, then it's just going to continue to grow. Well, I remember I think driving you can through influence a, people to want to driving through a part of Charlotte and thinking, "Oh, this is where people live in Charlotte." Yeah, it's just one of those places you don't. If I say Charlotte, not there's not some theme that jumps in mind. Like if I say New Orleans, you've got an idea of New Orleans in your head. I say Nashville, it's the same way. I say Boston, it's like that. I say Charlotte, it's uh. It's very it's, nondescript. It's yes, that's the way to describe he it. Also, uh, kind of a different place. I remember driving through a nice neighborhood of Charlotte. I'm thinking, oh, these are older homes. I just don't think of Charlotte as having old, nice homes in it. And then you find yeah. a neighborhood with that. Like everything is different when you're there. I don't care for it. Y'all, Tepper also recently purchased land in Charlotte. Um, so maybe Rock Hill is saying you're about to you're about to finance your own stadium. And your practice facility is about to be there, and we're not going to issue, we're not going to spend two hundred twenty-five million on this practice facility. It's going to sit empty in a decade. Well, see, he uh, well, that, that's I mean, dumb. Again, that, that, I mean, my thing is that he really, when he was doing it, was looking to expand their footprint. Here yes, I am in yes. South Carolina. Yes. We're the team of the Carolinas, yes. um, and you know, Rock Hills produced some some good sports great, writers, starting great, with Chris Law. Uh, great football players too. Yeah. I mean, they're. It's a football hotbed there. Per capita, they've produced some NFL guys. They got a high rate. Tepper's Holding Company purchased 4.6 acres in Charlotte um, near Bank of America Stadium, where the team has played since they were the um, uh, franchise, what, 96? 96. Um, uh, maybe 95, 96, they, they the, went to the championship game. They That's have the where eighth they st- oldest stadium in the NFL currently. Yeah, 95 was their first year because year two, they, they lost the to the Packers like the Giants in 96. Did. That's where – The year Favre won it. Um, yeah. And I think they practice – their practice mm-hmm. facility is the stadium, kind of like the Jaguars. Yeah, so I, I think maybe if you're Rock Hill, you're thinking, we're, wh- what is this going to be? Is this the investment we thought it was? Again, I don't. I'm just got to have I'm, that ironed out. I'm wondering about all that. And then he he purchased this five acres of property. I think it's just a five acre facility. He bought that for fifteen million or something. What's the acreage of the Titans? You think about that? that? Well, no, the acres of the Titans is different because they have the east side of the river, and it's three hundred acres. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking the practice facility. Oh, um, oh, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't Probably know. about five acres. I I mean, it's a, they have a man-made lake, the whole thing out there, don't they? 
And the, the property. Gotta they, have a they've, lake. They've that acquired the so old important. mall across the lake from it. Have they? I mean, Bud Adams purchased that prior to uh, his passing. It's useless to them now. I mean, considering that they expanded so much on their current property with the new building and finally getting everybody over there, which is a big deal. But it's not an enormous. What I, my point being that you don't need a, an exceptionally big lot to build a practice facility and team headquarters on. Yeah. Because that's not a giant plot of land that the Titans are based on. And they've built it up now, and we'll have everybody there functioning together finally. It's, uh, it's all the political chess moves of this. And with, with teams looking for leverage, this is one to watch. Tepper came, I know. Tepper, Tepper came in like a golden goose, uh, uh, but he's not looking so well, great. He's, he's, it's odd because he's, he came in very eager you know, I would compare him to Haslam. Haslam came into Cleveland very eager to change the perception of where they were headed. And found it not and so Haslam made moves. They weren't all great, but he you know, he made He was Tepper, doing things. Tepper's trying to make moves with the like he's he's can't, trying to get a franchise get, quarterback. Can't get the car in gear. But he can't he can't get anybody that says, Yeah, I wanna I wanna join you in Carolina. I think Panthers fans are saying, Can we bring back the old guy with all the scandals? <laughs> yeah. We're better off with him. Took us to a couple uh, championship game and a well, what they what they've done is they've brought back uh, Cam Newton for a year last year, and you know put they sold jerseys that way. He was back, and he may be back week. again. They give McCaffrey a ton of money, and he can't stay healthy. I mean, it's just I can't stop drafting him first overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very hard player to pass on, especially when uh, your fantasy team is ranked uh, number one post draft because you draft Chris McCaffrey. Then he gets hurt. Yeah. Um, public funding, though, it's the storyline, public-private partnerships. And we'll see where Charlotte works its way into this and where Rock Hill ultimately tries to be uh, as, <laughs> again, it's just a, it's not a blank canvas. It's just a old scrapyard now. It's a mess. Uh, based on the way it looks. Have we, in America, Americanized sports too much? Um, and, and we, there's not a right or wrong answer here. But this is based on broadcasts of recent events and how busy the television screen is and what we require as a sports audience versus how sports across the globe are portrayed to fan bases across the, the planet. We, we compare and contrast coming up on OutKick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back, and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless, from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Have we made sports in America too Americanized? Outkick 360 rolls on. I think in some ways we, we certainly have. In other ways, I think for the better. Uh, I certainly enjoy it more. Although, there's times where I look at a screen and think, there's way too many stats up here right now to pay attention to what's going on in the game. Have you stopped to think about how other leagues, like if you're just watching a game, if you're if you're a fan of the new stadiums come to mind. New stadiums you in in Miami, they have an iPad in your seat so you can keep up with fantasy football and all the stats. Uh, it's not about just going and enjoying a game anymore. It's, it's, it's more experience and event than it is the sport you're there to watch. And more and more, it's just like that from a broadcast angle as well. There are a lot of just, to me, useless info on a screen for the sake of it just looking busy to attract, your, to attract, you know, it's like a Twitter account that if you've got TweetDeck, it's constantly in motion. You know, it's very appealing to the user. And I think that's the, 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 the average screen for the American sports fan. If you're watching a, uh, an F1 race, for instance, or a, I'm trying to think of a soccer match in Europe, there's not much to the broadcast itself. It's the game um, or the race. Yeah, it's, it's the game or the race or whatever event's going on. I, 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 I agree with you. I don't like going to games generally as much as I used to. Uh, people are in and out of their seats more. Uh, their conversations are less about what's unfolding in front of them to an annoying, distracting degree um, and, and all of that. I, I'm, I'm with you on a lot of that. Um, and it is more of an event and less of a, a game. And I'm not so into being at the event. I'm more into being at the game if I go to the game. Uh, most recent game I was at was the Suns-Lakers game. I was fortunate to be pretty tight to a rail, though in the upper deck in, a, in an arena that only had two decks. I was with my 12-year-old, who was very good at locking in on the game, and we were able to do that there, and I enjoyed it because we were able to do that there. But other places, you, you can't uh, to, the, to the degree that I'd like to. I think in America, we He also are- helps me do that. Yeah, I think in America we are overly consumed with creating consumers and not fans. And what I mean by that is, for years and years in America, what matters is if you won or you lost in everything, in all things. There's a winner and there's a loser. There is no in-between. You were either happy or you were upset at the end of a contest. That's simple. It's not that way anymore. I think that we're far less interested in creating actual fans with actual emotional stakes in a contest and way more interested in creating business consumers. And that could be in-house with the way a game is produced uh, where it's you know basically a nightclub in between timeouts and you're constantly trying to entertain some faction of whoever's there to witness the game. It can be on a broadcast. It can be with sports wagering. You know, it could be uh, you don't care about the outcome of this game unless you put money on it then you care. So we're going to cater to that, that segment of the population that wants stats and facts about wagering, that they can go into it. Um, I think that is really of the last 15, 20 years 
become the great Americanization of American sports more than anything else. It's, a, it's now way more about consumption and consumers and less about fans. I've got, I've got one more uh, in that in the last 10 years, it's become far more available to me to see a sport I like on a global basis. So I'm watching Premier League soccer from England, and then I'm watching my team in Premier League soccer compete with other great European leagues in the European championships. So I see an alternative, like you're talking about, a screen without a lot of things on it, and best in the world that doesn't happen to be American. Yeah, but it does, <laughs> and, it's not big here because it's not American. It's right. not Americanized. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. And then I see Major League Soccer here mm-hmm. and people into it here, and I, I can't fathom that people are into well, it here because it's not the best in the world. And not, I'm a not consumer best in the world. of best in no, the no, world. No, 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 not best in the world. Let's look at the stadium series in, here in Nashville, for the example. The stadium series here in Nashville had to be the biggest, greatest thing we've ever seen in our lifetime to get people, 68,000 people to go watch it and then tune into it. Um, it wasn't just about hockey. I mean, NHL is the legitimate league. Miranda Lambert, Dirks Bentley, and then they had people playing, you know, randomly in between uh, periods and you in between TV timeouts. They had different stages going on. It wasn't just about hockey. You couldn't just have ice on a field and outdoors and play an outdoor hockey game. It had to be the biggest, greatest, best thing we've ever seen in the city since when. And it's always about raising the bar. And so if it doesn't look busy, if it doesn't look big, if it doesn't look important, it's not. It's only so much you, you can do. It's not glorified to that magnitude. I think, it, and again, it goes back to sort of what I'm saying about consumers over fans and, and getting people to consume something. We're really good about that in yeah. this country, is getting people hooked on something, but really just getting people to buy something and, and consume it. And I think about you know the stadium series. I think about all these different things, and it's just – I even think about, you know, here in Nashville when the Predators went to the Stanley Cup final in that run, it, the big talking point during the day a lot of times was who was going to sing the national anthem? You know, what celebrity? Right. It, it, those were, it was about the game, but it also wasn't about the game. And it just makes me think about all these separate issues. Are sports enough for people in America now? Are just the games enough? In a lot of ways, no. I mean, that's it, – it's – but isn't that it is crazy? enough for me? Well, it's not enough to justify the money that they're paying unless you get the extra eyeballs that are there to see the spectacle. Yes, it's not about it's it, the the spectacle's not about the in-house experience. It's about the television broadcast experience. There's a lot going on the screen, and then if it's not if there's if there's not stats on the screen, there's a celebrity on the screen that's there attending the game that they want you to know is there because the event's big, and it's a very high standard and a very high bar to meet every single time. But, you're, but the next stadium series will be expected to try to attempt to Trump meet that. the bar. You can't just have a hockey game outdoors anymore. See, this is where baseball scores for me. Because of the dailiness and because there's no halftime or between periods, uh, I understand it's a slower game. But you're there, and what's going on in front of you is the game. They can have a hot dog race you know, pretty quickly, but it's a pretty short pause between innings, and the game is going on. Now, I understand it's a leisurely occupation, mm-hmm. but I like that. You get a couple beers, you get a hot dog, you're hanging out. You might you know, not be completely present for every single pitch of the game, but when the big moment comes around, you're, you're into the game. It's a nice night, hopefully. you know, I'm going to a nice weather game. You're outside, and there's a dailiness and a leisureliness to it that prevents what you're talking about. The game is built against those kind of things. 
There isn't time for a concert until after the game or, or fireworks or whatever. The game's built against those things, which is part of the appeal to me. Well, yes it's a, and no. It appeals to you. It doesn't appeal to the majority. Yeah, yeah I no. mean, and yes and no. Because but it's, kinda, they, it's anti the things you're talking about. To well, degree. they're still doing – there's just not a lot you can do. I mean, they're still trying to do new things with baseball broadcast. There's new things on the screen all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're looking at exit velo now. Yes. Well, look at on on the screen, I and mean, they're still adding more things Apple, to it. They're Apple's micing people up and what they're putting at the screen. You know, the percentage. No, and there are a lot of, a of stats I don't know what they mean. I need a right. primer course exactly. on on v, uh, F war. Yeah, and they're putting that stuff up. You know, in in even in local broadcasts, they're putting that information on the screen. I, I think it's look more information is typically a good thing, and I think that the more we have the it can enrich the sports experience Use it wisely. for people. I just really look at it and I think, okay, why is this happening? Why are we getting away from the game and more into everything around the game and having to add all these things to it? And, and it is an American thing more than anywhere else that we're doing this. I think in part it's because we have more information now and more technology and a better ability to do these things. And I also think in part it's because it's a way to create more revenue streams, more consumption, and get people in that maybe aren't diehard fans of one of these teams. And it's also, if you go to a game, you know, I love going to Fenway and Wrigley because I feel like Fenway and Wrigley are, I take Wrigley out of it. Fenway is about the game. That's one of the last great places that's really about the game. You go there, there are no frills. That place is not nice. Lambeau's about the game like that. I'm sure it is, too. But I mean, there's not many like that, right? Wrigley's more of a, it's great, but it's but a tourist destination. It. You go there, and you got old guys keeping score the old-fashioned way at Fenway Park. And that's so different. I'm talking about that because it's different than any other experience that I'll have in sports, going and watching it live or watching it on television. It makes you put your phone down, I think. If, if, you're, if you're at, at Lambeau... Or at, at uh, Fenway. I don't put my phone down. I, 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 I don't mean to be speaking like I'm high and mo- mighty and, and really focused in. You know, when I'm with my kid at that Suns-Lakers game, I'm on my phone a hell of a lot. Watching a game on TV at home, I, I, my, this is my primary screen. The TV's generally my secondary screen. I, I can't get myself off Twitter most of the time. You can't watch a game on TV? I, I don't do well watching a game on TV where I'm solely focused on the game. When there's a timeout, when there's whatever, I'm, I'm distracted by Twitter, and sometimes I'll miss the play in the game because I'm, I'm watching the reaction to the game more than I'm watching the game. Well, now I'm I a mean, victim of that. It's, it's even um, – And not just that game, but all, all games and you know, what, everything else. What sparked was the you – know, well, first had this idea was whenever the stadium series took place. But the sta- I'm going to be clear. The stadium series should be a big event. Like they, they should make that into what it was. But not every event has to live up to the expectations of the previous one. And I feel like every time – and I'm not just picking on hockey here. This is across the board of a conversation. Every event's got to trump the, the previous one in some way. You can point to say, man, did you see what Nashville did? Man, did you see what happened at the Super Bowl this year compared to what the broadcast was like the previous – there's all these little things, and then it, even the, from the local broadcast, there's just way too much information on the screen to actually take in and actually and have it enhance 
whatever it is you're actually watching, well, I think at, least, the, at least for me. I think the goal of that is for people to walk out saying that was a great event, not that that was a great game. But that's what that's set up for. So I don't have as big a problem with it as the, as the stadium series. But I do think, and I haven't been to a Preds game in a while, for a long time the Preds' existence, I don't know how it is now, was as much about it but, being a night out and a big event as it was about the game. But even the There are Super a lot Bowl. of people standing in the concourse at Preds games well into the start of the period who are there to but, hang out, be seen, and do the cool thing. But this isn't just about attending the game, Paul. I'm saying like watching it, viewing it. The Super Bowl just can't be the Super Bowl anymore. They have to have The Rock stand on the field and go through stadium introductions, yes. and that's simply for the television broadcast. Yeah. People in L.A. didn't care to watch that. They didn't want to watch Dwayne Johnson do that. It was for the nation and the world to tune in and see The Rock do that for three minutes while you have the players who are actually going to play in the game standing there waiting to kick the game off. And it was simply because it hadn't been done before and they wanted to do yeah, it. And a lot of us watching didn't that's, care for it but that's the, uh, a lot of people did. And it's why the halftime show is always bigger I, and I don't think I don't know that it's always going to be like this. That's definitely the place we're in right now with The Rock and pregame and trying to create as many things around a sporting event to bring in as many people mm -hmm. as possible. But every time we think, okay, this is the future. This is definitely the future. Streaming services, Netflix is definitely the future. Well, then you get a report that their stock is way down, they're down users, and people are fleeing from Netflix for whatever. Okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean cable was the right answer all along? Are the, cut, are the, are the cord cutters wrong? And cable's the great business model? No, it means Netflix is going to cut costs and eventually that price is going to drop some. Yeah, and, and my point to say that is, though, it could be a lot of different things. People are trying to get everyone to watch television, right? I didn't mean to bring in an entire right. separate Netflix debate. I'm saying that's an example of we think one thing is infallible and it will continue to grow, continue to make more money, and they could continue to charge more. And then we see that, okay, that's not what people want now. So what people want now in a television broadcast that will bring them to the TV to watch something may be different six months from now. Yeah. It will definitely be different six years from now. So part of the Americanization of sports is in America we adapt. And well, we try to adapt to the consumer I do, because it goes back to consumption. I, I think some things will never go away. Yankees broadcast you know, might as well have the Nathan's hot dog 2-2 pitch. Oh, here's the next Nathan hot dog 2-2 pitch of the game. They're not going away from micro-sponsorships where virtually everything is, oh, oh, we need a replay of that pitch. Was it on the black? On the black sponsored by, you know, Jack Daniels Black. Yeah. Uh, everything is – they're not going away from that because that's money. Well, I mean, neither, neither are the European sports that are wearing the sponsorships for jerseys. Oh, right, yeah, who've been wearing that, that, that from the beginning. My, my thing is the screen itself. If you just look at an American professional league. It's cluttered. And just, the, just busy. And it, it can include some really good information, but it, it's never going to include just the score. Yeah, you know, if you flip by there and you see, the, see what's going on, it's got to attract you, you know, like an insect to light. Or a, ba a rattle for a baby. You know, yeah, something. Bright, yeah, and it's just... Mobile. Um, there, there are aspects of it I really like. I like the square that they've put up for the strike zone on like yeah, Sunday night too. baseball. I like that. That's on it's, virtually every game now. But yeah, but um, you know the the stuff in the corner about you know uh, one two count percentage chance of a hit, and then all these. I, I just I don't need that. Just uh, let me see if it's a ball or strike, and if the guy can hit the baseball. And you could talk about it where it's appropriate. You know, 
if, if this guy is particularly good with 2-1, tell me about it in the flow of the game. But I, wonder, I don't need to know about it every moment. So normally you have the guy that's working the bug behind the scenes, right? You've got the any information, you, you've got one guy running that. I wonder for your typical truck broadcast now, how many, is there three guys that are working on all that stat and information stuff? Is that outsourced some way? Um, was that uh, to me? That's where the resources are going with some of these network broadcasts. And if you got too on many Valley guys Sports doing it, anyway. they're bumping heads into each other. There's got to be some system for not, you know, I'm putting it up and you're putting it up because we both have yeah. good ideas at the same time. <laughs> uh, hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts at Outkick360 is uh, where you can find us, um, and you can also download the audio if you miss portions of the show. You can find us uh, wherever you download your audio just by searching out Outkick360. Stick with us. Uh, big show coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that. We look ahead to tonight's matchups and much more on Outkick 360 across the network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There are plenty of perks to broadcasting live across the Outkick Network here at 6th and Peabody from Nashville, Tennessee with oh, Yeehaw look, Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. But here, here's uh, Exhibit steady, 1A. Steady. The new beer that is on uh, available for draft here at Old Smoky and Yeehaw at 6th and Peabody, the new Yeehaw Beer, Fate of Ophelia. It's a collaboration between Yeehaw and Blackberry Farms Brewery. And it was made in the soon-to-be-open Yeehaw Brewery in Knoxville. We saw uh, uh, last year on the Outkick the Tailgate Tour, Chad, we saw the property for the soon-to-be-open Drove right past brewery it. It's a in be- Knoxville. It's a beautiful property, just like this is a beautiful, This is an oak-aged fruited beer. sour available on draft here at 6th and Peabody as well as other locations in both Nashville and Knoxville. Uh, and uh, we say thank you to Yeehaw for the Cheers. fate of Ophelia. And we also say... Goodbye to Ellie Sylvia. Cheers. A cheers to, to Ellie. What was uh, excellent uh, internship. Wow. That's uh, something different. The first uh, back-to-back it's intern sour. for us. It's a sour. Takes some getting used to. That's tasty. I'm the Ellie, fate of Ophelia. Pretty sure that Ellie, in the history, not just of Outkick 360, certainly the short history, but in the history of us together as a show, we've never had a two-time intern. Until Ellie. Yeah, we never had the back-to-back. I think she's the first intern that I've nev- not yelled at one time. Um, I, Ellie's also the first intern who I'm work. pretty sure doesn't yell at all. I Just in general, I don't think she's ever yelled at anyone in her life. When's the last, Ellie, when's the last Very time you mellow. were mad? Was it within the last 12 months? Have you been mad in the last 12 months? She says yes as she smiles. Well, I think when Ellie gets mad, she smiles. Yeah. That's her defense mechanism. <laughs> She'll smile at you when she gets mad. Well, she, she's been mad at Jacob a lot. She did not speak a lot, but yeah. she did uh, a lot of... Uh, very important background work And you can for catch us, Ellie's we uh, tell-all memoir uh, coming up in about six months. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Swanson's going to be a key character in that tell-all. Yeah. After which, uh, either Jacob will be fired or the entire show will yeah, be shut we're down. All we're all going to claim to be which. Jerry West in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Misportrayed. Misportrayed. I demand in the next two weeks both a retraction and an apology <laughs> from this memoir. This is not me. I've been depicted falsely. 
This is pretty good. She fate traveled of Ophelia, more absolutely. than any, Again, uh, any intern we ever Blackberry had. Farms Brewery and Yeehaw, the collaboration. Check it out. Um, fate of Ophelia sounds like a band that would be on SNL yeah. as a musical guest. It does. Mm, do your musical guest. Musical <laughs> guest. Fate of Ophelia. <laughs> it's, a, it's a band. They, they love Don Pardo. Reed, uh, great to have you back in the fold. You've been out the last two days. Um, is, it, is it always welcome uh, back in the doors here for you? Uh, oh, he's thrilled. Uh, I couldn't find the right key to get in the door this morning. I thought that you was guys, an issue yesterday. I too. thought you guys had changed the locks on me. I was just going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, are you friends with the dude that always sits on that ledge near where you park? Yeah, I actually pay him to watch over my truck. Do you? He's yeah. constantly there. That dude that sits on the, this is Paul. You're you're about to you're you're about to be uh, a whole new world's about to open up. He's the guy that goes around to look and, and see if you paid. In the lot. Is he? He's paid to sit there, yeah. and as you pull in, if he you don't seems pay... seems like he's having lunch or something. He, no, he's the guy that gives you the ticket. Well, he probably is having lunch. That's, That's in him. between him no, going he's, and giving he's tickets. perpetually having lunch. Yeah. He's, no uh, matter what time I arrive, <laughs> This is Paul. This is Paul's way lunch. of trying to say this guy's fat. Paul, this is what Paul's getting at. No, yo, yeah, but, that wasn't my yeah. way of saying he's fat, but he is fat. Okay. <laughs> and he's eating a lot. He's also my friend. Yeah, he's, yeah. What's he's his name? Been, he's been I talk very, to him all the time. He's been very cool about uh, there's a new parking system across the street. The system works. Where you pull in, and it's supposed the camera's supposed to grab your license plate and automatically charge you. Well, that hap- it, it works Mostly 80% of the, of the time for me. Uh, but when it doesn't, I go up to our gentleman sitting on the ledge, and I say, hey, just so you know, it, it didn't catch my license plate on the drive out yesterday. And instead of charging me 20, I'm discounted at a very high rate and he takes care of me and i appreciate that so so you're really paying attention to your emails uh like you're monitoring whether well, you no, get that well, no, I drove pay, out I, email i don't get the i don't monitor that but when i pull in i normally get a text yes and i when i don't get it i know you it know didn't catch me on okay. the way out the previous day right. well I, I do that i you could forgive me for not knowing he's attached to the parking lot because he never faces the parking lot when i see Always facing out. Well, well, most people would see the... Uh, if you don't see him, he's normally under the, the, the tree The shirt that says Premier Parking on it. That uses <laughs> I don't, I don't he's, wearing a, he's wearing a shirt every day. <laughs> I've like, never, yes, Paul, Paul I don't see the, the Premier Parking lot. Hey. Paul may sure. win an award for the least observant reporter in history. <laughs> also walked past a gigantic TV the other day, and I said, what do you think about the TV? Paul, what TV? The on one the you way walked out. past. Didn't see it. On the way out. Predicted score. The first time keeping score tonight in Withrow's coaching debut of a scorekeeper there will be someone Playing in the, the score cubs. red sox predicted cubs. score red sox cubs tonight 17 2 oh uh gonna be tough red sox keep or strikeouts no keep it strikeouts i'm going for the red sox i'm gonna bring it down though with this factor 14 to 5 all right 14 to 5 that. it is back at it tomorrow hey cheers to ellie don't block the locks do lock the locks